0: Hi, I'm George Stocker, and this is Last Week in .NET for the Week ending, 9 October 2021. Now, two years of simmering discord came to a head last week, as the open source community around .NET openly revolted against the .NET Foundation for years of non-communication, and the executive director resigned, and also newly elected board members are left to pick up the pieces. It was, as they say, a wild week. First, there was some discord due to the .NET Foundation saying a board member left for personal reasons, when in reality they left due to the nature of the .NET Foundation itself. Second, during this brouhaha and when finding out the executive director merged a PR in a member project without communicating, the .NET community learned that their projects were being moved to the Foundation's GitHub Enterprise account without their consent and that the DNF admin service account was basically a Trojan horse. An, an actual Trojan horse, not the virus variety. And that even if they signed the contributor model contracts to join the Foundation, they may not even own their own projects. Now, As I said, it was a wild week. So the executive director apologized, not for the lack of communication, or moving the projects to the .NET Foundation's GitHub Enterprise account, or even misstating why Rodney Little's II left the board, or even the fact that the foundation has not been upfront with what it means to have a project join the .NET Foundation, but for rather for forcing a PR through on a project that the foundation ostensibly owned. Now, naturally, members of the community asked for the executive director's resignation, and they got it. And as we sit a few days later, watching more communication from a single member of the board than we have had from entire previous boards of directors, particularly around most of the pain points, the community has mentioned this past week. Now, one other board member did speak up during the incident, but said nothing of consequence except to say, quote, likewise. I think the community and projects may not have understood what they were agreeing to when they were brought under the .NET Foundation umbrella. Now, that's what we like to call an understatement. Now, I'm also not the only person to call this entire thing a brouhaha. But since I'm writing this newsletter, or in this case, uh, speaking to you lovely folks, I get to have my say. Now, I don't think the executive director, Claire Novotny, should have resigned as the executive director of the .NET Foundation. I believe her to be a scapegoat for the structural issues the .NET Foundation has, as I've written about and spoken about previously. We've had entire boards of directors come and go from the .NET Foundation with not a peep from them in public about their work, no after-action review or post-mortem when they leave, and nothing really outside their initial interview to become a member of the board of directors. I, I believe if anyone should resign, It should be the Board of Directors. They ultimately are responsible for what the executive director and the .NET Foundation does. And while half the board is fresher than a prince from Bel-Air, the other half aren't. And in some form of irony, it's only the new people who are speaking out. Now, I think they're all good people, but they either have no idea what they're doing or they haven't seen and felt the issue simmering for the past few years, in which case they most assuredly shouldn't be representing the community. In the .NET Foundation, it really all comes back to a single question. What does the .NET Foundation do? Or to take that even further, why does the .NET Foundation exist? We haven't really gotten an answer to that question yet. Only the vague, commercially friendly mission statement. Now, I'm willing to bet the board of directors have not been taking minutes for their daily meetings over the past week, even though the bylaws require them to. And so I've taken to asking that the bylaws be amended to require that the minutes are shared for review by the membership of the foundation. If the .NET Foundation is going to continue to exist, then it needs to have a vision and a purpose. If you care about .NET and the future of .NET, you should be right there, too, holding their feet to the fire. Otherwise, we're going to get what we've always got, a monoculture that seeks to fulfill Microsoft's whims about .NET not what the actual open-source community needs or wants from .NET. Now, with that bit of news in the can, let's see what else happened last week in .NET. Facebook went down, and of course, since it wasn't DNS, it had to be BGP. Honestly, I, I can't explain BGP to you. I'd like to, but I can't. Now, back in the day, when I was building a product to discover and map legacy networks, a network engineer took me aside and tried to explain BGP to me, and the nightmares did not stop for weeks. Now, I've since blocked out most of it except to say it's a way for networks to tell other networks how to route to them. It's astonishing that anything works, and that we aren't all finding a desert island to inhabit, away from people and technology. Now, maybe because of, but certainly related to in some form or fashion, I learned what a Basil Hayden old-fashioned was from an Adam Rackus, on Twitter, and it sounds delicious. Also, if you're making old fashions in your kitchen and you have a gas stove, you can use the burner to burn the inside and the outside of the orange peel, which apparently helps with the flavors of the orange and of the bourbon. Now, either sequel is old or sequel is new again, and I can't figure out which because C Sharp 9 loves some sequel keywords like is, or, and, and. Now if a, if a C-Sharp developer fell asleep between 2013 and 2022, they're going to be really confused as to the language they just came back to. Now, I did it before it was cool, but JetBrains has released their .NET Annotated Monthly for October 2021. And if you really want a list of links in a monthly format, you could read their list or just wait and not read last week in .NET for a month and, and take it in all at once the iPhone 13 can finally photograph dark-skinned folks. And this is one of those many reasons why diversity in tech matters. 14 years of phone-based cameras for non-white people to get good photos. That's, that's far too long. Now, the register covered the aforementioned Rodney Little's resignation from the .NET Board of Directors, and they've also previously covered, covered other tech issues like the various Stack Overflow community brouhaha's. It's still weird to me to see what inside baseball topics show up for traditional journalists. I have to assume that they just have people devoted to these things. The CVP, thats I think that's corporate vice president for the Windows developer platform, writes a blog post on developing for Windows 11. And because irony is dead, writes that Windows 11 was built to unlock the full power of the PC because Windows 1 through 10 weren't? Did you know that there was an alternative to Windows Explorer? I did not know this. It's called Files, and version 2 of this alternative is out. In some some bittersweet news, they moved your cheese in .NET. Now, new project templates won't include the ceremony you remember. In fact, they are going to be one or two lines at most, they'll just have the new minimal API templates because some people just like to watch the world burn. Now, if you want these old-style templates back, I'm using old uh, in scare quotes here, you can select .NET 5 from the dropdown when looking for templates in Visual Studio to find the old templates. Scott Hanselman writes about implicit usings in .NET 6. Now, with this change, you can now use a namespace that isn't referenced in your CS file. And so, if you want any hope of figuring out where a namespace is from, you'd better use an IDE because a text editor can't tell you. This entire gambit is a brilliant idea if your goal is to reinforce the necessity of an IDE. You know, like uh, Visual Studio. A look at the improving excuse me, at the upcoming improvements to link .NET 6. They've added chunking, range support, a new zip overload, and much, much more. Now, the WinApp SDK team, that's the old Project Reunion team, if you remember them, is actively looking for developer input. And you'd better give it while the giving is good, or you'll just have to go back to Microsoft Connect and wait for them to ignore your issues for years until they finally just shut down the platform. Dotnetos Conference 2021 carried a talk by Jared Parsons on performance features in C-sharp. It's a wonderful video, but I don't know how to pronounce dotnetos, so, um, sorry. Mayonee Stevens does a deep dive from a .NET object from allocation to collection. Now, any time speaks, you should watch it. It's, It's really good stuff. Mads Torgerson. It's on a podcast to talk about C-sharp 10, and I'm starting to feel MCU'd out on the whole C-sharp version number thing. There's way too many. We can stop now. And because we need a little fun in our lives, Corey Quinn shares ancient sysadmin wisdom. Now, do you remember when when the word sysop was a thing? Those were the good old days, before we knew what BGP was. Now, I hesitate to say that's it for what happened in last week in .NET. But that's the standard way to close this thing out. So there you go. I will see you next week.